Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor. How you road to growth listeners? Today I have uh, Augie Johnston. He is, I guess, part of the new age, right? Everything's online. Everything is on YouTube, social media, all those platforms. Yet some people go, well, how do I edit this thing? Video chops, right? Am I giving a kind of good synopsis of, of what you're doing out there? Yeah. I mean, so many people want to use online video to, to grow their business these days, but there's a lot to online video, as you probably know. And uh, we're here just to help people with that. And one thing we've done is taken the burden of, of video editing um, off these these people's hands. Now, let's let's walk through your journey, kind of where this all came from. I know and we're going to get to it. You played basketball in Europe. You you built a YouTube channel. But at a younger age, at a young Augie, were you using your phone? Were you out there? Were you, you know, front of the uh, front of everyone who was Augie? Yeah, growing up, I mean, I, I definitely was the, uh, you know, an outgoing kid and, and you know, I was into sports and um, and entrepreneurship at a young age, too, although I didn't think of it that way. But, you know, typical entrepreneurial entrepreneur story where, you know, as a kid, I was selling candy, buying it for 50 cents, selling it for a dollar at school, you know, doing all those kind of things. Um, and kind of the, the, the very first thing that got me like onto a computer was actually a very short lived rap career. <laughs> oh, wow. So like, so like a lot of high school kids, you know, I got into rapping. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to be a rapper, and you know, that that got me onto the computer to learn how to make beats and record audio and start working with software. Um, you know, similar to like video editing software, you know, but for audio. So that's kind of the first jump onto the computer. At that point in time, did you? Uh, what what stopped you? Was it didn't have the time? Maybe weren't as good as you kind of uh, hoped or. Where did, where did that go? How long did the rap career go for? Uh, it went for maybe two years. It was it was it was a small part of my life, but um, uh, it, it was it was fun. And I actually, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, you know, probably much like yourself, like if I'm going to do something like I'm going to go all in. And even at a young age, you know, I, in those short years, I'd recorded over 100 songs. You know, I'd done multiple concerts uh, at 16 years old. I, I remember going to it. Uh, I went to a local two short concert, believe it or not. And, uh, who's a Bay area rapper, a legendary yeah. rapper. And, uh, and me and my buddy, we did, we were part of the opening act and, uh, and you know, too short was late. He wasn't showing up. Where's too short. Where's too short. And the guy on stage is like, we got to kill some time. We're going to do a rap battle right now. hundred dollar bill right here. We're doing a rap battle. And, and I actually won that rap battle. I went against a bunch of, uh, you know, adults at the time. And, um, and so, you know, once I got into college, you know, I played college basketball at a small division two school and, um, you know, I was strictly focused on basketball at that point. And that's kind of where the rap thing had to kind of get pushed to the side. Well, well, let's let's talk about that. So so for the two short concert, I mean, I guess it's self-explanatory. They were asking for acts and, and you went up there. So you did you actually have uh, uh, events, concerts separate from that where it was actually booked pre uh, pre concert? Yeah, so that was actually booked pre-concert as far as the oh, opening act. Yeah, um, I had an older buddy that I used to to um, record with every now and then, and and uh, and he he got asked um, to do it, and he brought me on. We recorded some songs, and then went and did that. Um, but you know, most of the stuff I was doing was you know school dances, you know, little competitions, little talent shows, stuff like that. Um, yeah. 
Well, I mean, were, were the um, were they mostly at your school or were they at other schools too? Mostly at my school. Yeah, it was. It, okay. You know, I wasn't doing anything major with it. I was trying. I was. I you know, I was on the. I was started. You know, getting some some more recognition and stuff. But um, you know, really, I'm just grateful for the whole for that whole experience because, like I said, it got me on the computer. It, it taught me a lot. And you know, rapping in front of an audience. You know, a lot of people are scared to talk on camera. Right. And so like to me, talking on camera is nothing like compared to like going up there and rapping in front of a crowd. Did, was where did the, the confidence come from? I think that's for a lot of people, at least listening right here. Right. That they OK, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm going to basically do this because I'm afraid I'm going to fail at this. Or I don't want to ask to do this. I don't want to ask for the business. I don't want to ask to be up there. Where did your confidence come? And maybe it was cockiness at a young age. I mean, but where did that come from? The, uh, the confidence? I don't know. It, it must have came from from my parents. It must have came from my mom um, or, you know, maybe just as an athlete, you know, you have to have a certain level of confidence as an athlete to step on the court. And and um, and a lot of it probably came from ambition. Like, I, you know, that's like my word, like people, you know, a lot of podcasts, ask, well, you know, what's one word to describe yourself? Like I'm ambitious. And, you know, like I said, everything I do, I'm going to dive in full and just, you know, you, that's kind of how you got to live life, man. You, you can't be afraid. Um, if you have a goal, you can't be afraid to go after it, right? You got to like really go for it. Now, being a, a, a rapper, right? For for the most part, were you doing it by yourself or were you doing it with other people? Uh, I had a few buddies that I was doing it with, yeah. Okay. And you, you putting the beats together, you're doing it with, with them also? Yeah. I was kind of the guy that knew the computer. Um, and yeah, I would make the beats and they, people would come over to my house, <laughs> God bless my parents and, you know, let us record, uh, on the computer. And I was using, you know, all kinds of different software. How did the teamwork of rapping compared to being a, a basketball player kind of very similar? Was there similarities between that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, anytime you're, you're in a team setting, um, you know, there's certain things that always, you know, need to need to happen. And that's looking out for each other, um, working together. And, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like you want to put together a song or you want to have a good practice. It's kind of the same thing. It's like you got multiple people working towards the same goal. Now you're playing basketball, you're doing the beats. Now, as you get more into basketball, right, are you still doing stuff off computers, still basically being creative? What's that look like? Yeah, so um, I went into college and I, like I said, I played basketball there. And um, at that point, uh, as far as the computer goes, it, it, I wasn't really I wasn't doing too much entrepreneurship stuff. I was more on the computer. You know, I would create some you know basketball highlight videos and and stuff like that. And that was really, um, you know, taking my game film, turning it into a highlight video. Uh, that was where I learned video editing um, as, as kind of like got better and better at, at that. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, my college, my college days, I wasn't too entrepreneurial. I wasn't too on the computer. It wasn't until uh, I went and played in Europe, where I all of a sudden I had all this free time because after college, I went and played in Germany for five years, two years in Luxembourg. And I just had all this time. I mean, I'm over there, you know, I, I, we have one practice, maybe two a day. It's not like a normal nine to five job. Um, and so I went to the internet searching and did that, that Google search that so many people do how to make money online go. And that was about in 2009 that I made that first Google search. And then I just been on it ever since. What were you, what was coming up? Do you remember when, uh, how to make money online? What was coming up? 
Yeah, so uh, I, I know I signed up for for some online membership where I learned about um, creating autoresponders and drip email campaigns. I was mostly learning digital marketing, and that's really kind of one of my expertise um, this day is, is digital marketing. And uh, and yeah, I learned about email autoresponders. Uh, I was sitting here in Germany where the TV was in German, so I couldn't really watch TV. So I'm watching a lot of YouTube. And I mean, that's pretty painful when you think back to th 2009, right? The YouTube content nowadays is great, right? Everyone creates awesome videos. You could spend all day on YouTube. Back then, uh, there wasn't as much content. I mean, I think YouTube came around 2006, I think is when it kind of formed, um, was purchased, I think, by Google 2006. Uh, and so here I am sitting around searching how to make money online, watching a lot of YouTube. And eventually, you know, I, I was ran across some, I think, article or a blog post talking about, you know, making YouTube videos as a way to uh, make money online. And also, I ran across something that you should create a course, right, an online course. And, and nowadays, everyone talks about courses and some people love them, some people hate them. Uh, but back in 2009, I created my very first online course, and it was called How to Go Overseas, teaching college basketball players about the only thing I really knew at that time, right? Uh, how to network and, and get a job overseas playing basketball. Now, did that, um, and I guess you probably go back to the idea of Google, is that what taught you how to actually make the course or how did you learn to, to make the course? Yeah, I think um, if I remember correctly, it was all just Google stuff. I would buy a, a product every now and then, you know, like a $10 PDF. Um, if you're into the digital marketing world, you've probably heard of a forum called uh, is it the war room? It's some, something like that. There was an online forum that I spent a lot of time on and learned a lot there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was mostly from the forums, blog posts and stuff like that. And I, funny thing is I, I went and I created that, that course got it all. I mean, I learned how to build a website to do that. I learned how to do graphics. I did everything myself. I recorded the videos, screen captures, and, and then I launched it and no one bought, right? Because I was still in the process of learning and I thought that like, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, all of a sudden you'll be ranking on Google. So it was all built, but you know, I didn't make any, any sales. So that sent me kind of back to the drawing board and I had to learn about how to get traffic to my website, how to get visitors. And that's also where the YouTube thing came in. What was your, what was your mindset when you like build something? Cause it probably took you a little while to build a course, right? Didn't get traffic going to it. Was it deflated? Was just, okay, I got to figure out another way of doing it. What was that mindset uh, looking like at that time? Yeah, it was deflating. It was, it was hard uh, because I had spent like months and literally spending like eight hours a day because I would have practice in the morning, spend eight hours a day, maybe a little practice at night. And um, so it, it was, it was challenging. And you know, the, the thing is too, like, Anybody at the time that I was telling, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to create an online business. I'm going to, you know, have a location independent business. I could live anywhere. You know, people are like, you're just going to get scammed. You're, you know, you're just going to lose money. Like, even my parents were like, what? You know, so when I did launch it, all right, everybody, look, at here it is. And then I didn't get any sales. Yeah, it was it was, it was hard to, um, to take. But at the same time, uh, you know, like I said, I'm ambitious. I was going to figure it out. And um just a, a few more Google searches down the road, you know, someone said, hey, 
create a YouTube channel, grow an audience, and then you can sell products to that audience. And so that's what I did. <laughs> was there a moment that you thought about just scratching that and going to another direction? Yeah, yeah, there was more than a moment. I, I mean, I did at one point, um, you know, I upload a bunch of videos, nothing happened, take them all down, quit, call it, you know, say it's the end of the, you know, end of the day, start looking into network marketing or some, some other way, uh, some other business venture and um, spent, you know, a few, you know, some time doing that, but um, eventually came back to the online digital marketing stuff because I was, a, you know, I was a basketball trainer, you know, it kind of like I was, I created that product and I was going to try to, you know, create some YouTube videos and, you know, do that whole thing as, as a basketball guy on YouTube, creating basketball videos. But in the real world, I was playing overseas. I was coming back home. I was running basketball camps in the summers for kids, you know, as, as another business, making some income. I was training players as a, as a trainer. So, um, you know, I, I, in the end, I, I, I knew that I wanted to kind of get back into the digital marketing thing, but I was doing other stuff too. What now? What brought you back? I mean, was it going on the forums again? Was it a mentor? Was it friends? I mean, what 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 actually brought you back from kind of like that point of failure? Um, there definitely was a moment that I had with um, I would say a mentor, a friend, but definitely a mentor who taught me things. Where um, you know, I was playing in Europe. At, at, uh, I think it was my third season. I was playing in Europe, and I was like, I want to get back into it. Um, I don't want to create a course on how to go to overseas. I want to create a course on how to shoot a jump shot and dribble and, you know, more mainstream idea. Um, and so I started doing that. I, I created a course, um, kind of the same thing. It was getting ready to launch. I was, you know, I shared it with, um, a guy who I just become Facebook friends with. Honestly, I don't know if I added him or something. And, um, he had a YouTube channel. It's called his name is Jack Cassio. It's called Twice the Speed. Um, he's like a vertical leap speed football speed trainer, really all sports. And he's like, this is good, man. Like, and he'd already had like the whole he had courses, he had a YouTube channel. And he was like, this is this is pretty good. Um, you know, maybe we should partner up. And I was like, Oh, you know, okay. I, you know, got home that summer, flew out to Chicago from California met with him we went and shot some videos uh he taught me a lot of stuff and um in the end we didn't end up partnering um but um still still a friend to this day and, and a good guy and um that kind of like sparked my interest because when i flew out there he had a he had a brand new condo that he had purchased in downtown chicago we were going out he was paying for everything you know i remember he didn't have an extra bed bed for me to sleep in so he we we just drove to Dick's, bought a huge uh, blow up mattress. And at that point, like I didn't have money, you know, I was like, you're just going to go buy me a blow up mattress to sleep on. Like, no, no, no. Like, like, let's just lay down some towels right now. I'm good. Like, you know, and, um, you know, I didn't have any money, anything. I just saw this guy and I was like, okay, this is possible. And that was really one where I was like, I'm going to do this. If he can do it, I can do it. And, um, that next season I, I launched my YouTube channel. And then the second time go around, uh, or the second time of putting content out there what was the feedback what was the response that time it was really good so the first time i had tried it i'd uploaded a bunch of videos on youtube now they weren't good videos i mean like i said this is 2009 right so they were literally just videos 
I'd hit record and then I'd be working out there on the court doing my drills and then I'd hit end, you know, I'd edit it up a little bit. Um, but those weren't getting any traction. So after I had got back from Chicago, I took all those videos down and I, you know, got the camera. My wife became my camera woman for the next few years. And I finally started recording YouTube friendly videos like, what's up guys augie johnson here ballerbootcamp.com in today's video you know something like that i'm going to teach you how to shoot a jump shot um and the response was great i posted them i started getting ranked for all these search terms on youtube um this was probably 2013 now um you know how to how to cross over how to dribble behind the back whatever all these different search terms and um views started coming in and within a less than a year i would say i probably was getting about 500,000 views in a month. Wow. And for people uh, that are listening right now, I know it's based off, I think the views or the subscribers, right? That's how you start actually getting paid. Do you recall at that time what it was or is that too far? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's off the views, right? So um, the ads that show on your video uh, equate to money in your pocket. Now, most people that's not really the main business plan on youtube for them and it wasn't for me because um depending on what your niche is on youtube or your industry uh the amount of money that you're going to earn per view differs so for me who was watching my videos a bunch of kids right learning how to play basketball that don't have credit cards that um so the ads that were being shown on my video i wasn't getting paid that much i mean my my checks were maybe four hundred dollars five hundred dollars a month from youtube ads um now i know other people that are in different niches like um for example real estate <laughs> i don't know if you know of a youtuber named meet kevin he's a um okay so any listener right now that's into to real estate um there is a youtuber called meet kevin he, his net worth was i can't remember multiple millions of dollars by the age of like 19 in real estate um and now he's gotten into financial advice um he actually ran for governor for california during the recall uh-huh. he's and um he did an income report one time on his his earnings from his YouTube channel. And due to the fact that he's giving financial advice, due to the fact that he's giving real estate advice, these are more high ticket type topics. Um, he was making a much, much more per view off his ads and his income report reported over $500,000 in one month just from his YouTube ads. Wow. And so there's there's an entire business behind it, you know, more than he sells courses, he does speaking, you know, but that was just from his YouTube ads in one month. Now take it, that was like 40 million views. Yeah. Well, what now you're getting the traction off, you're getting the views. I mean, by any standards, you said, what is it like uh, half of, uh, a half a million views or 200 half, half a million views a month? Yeah. Okay. So you're getting half a million views a month, not making a lot of money from it, but you still have to have like pretty confident, pretty positive mindset of it. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all these views. Now, how do you find a way to monetize or what happens next? Sure. So for me, because I started as building a course, right? So I'd already gone down the whole backend business part of it because, you know, with that YouTube channel, I I was able to make over six figures with it, but through selling products, right? Mm -hmm. So I had started my YouTube channel with the end in mind. I think going to Chicago, meeting with Jack, learning the business side of it already kind of really knowing the business side of it after launching a couple courses i knew um so i started every video with the end in mind meaning i recorded my video 
And at the end, I had what's called a call to action. Now I'm talking digital marketing here. Um, a call to action is where you just ask somebody to take action and click a link, visit a website. Um, so every single video from the very first one I created when I did the relaunch at the end, I would say, hey, if you guys want a complete basketball training workout, click the link in the description, head over there. I got a free step-by-step -step workout you can download. That's called a lead magnet. Um, so people would click that link, go over to my website, enter their email, get the free workout and join my email list. So that's where the value I was getting from the YouTube channel. I mean, the ads I didn't really even care about, um, but I was able to build my email list to over 50,000 email subscribers pretty quickly. Um, and then we would use email marketing, uh, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads to uh, sell these people my products. And I had released over 11 different products um, by the end of this thing. Now, you again to, to build this like uh, infrastructure, right? This this uh, funnel was it still back to the idea of Google or is it other mentors like that one that you visited uh, a couple years back? I mean, what was how did you build that? Uh, it was it was all self-taught, man. I mean, okay. it was all Google. It was all, uh, you know, buying courses online. Um, and you got to remember, I started that, like I said, in 2009. So I really was spending 2009 to 2013 kind of in what you shouldn't be doing, learning, the learning phase, right? Where it's fine. It's all good to learn and you should, right? But most people just get stuck consuming content, right? They, they get stuck in this hamster wheel, consume, 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 and they never create. Um, so I was on that that content uh, consuming hamster wheel for multiple years. So when it was time for me to launch, I I'd already knew everything. I'd already built multiple websites. I was a video editor. I was a graphic designer. I I, I knew what I was doing at that point. Um, I'd already known email marketing, sales funnels. And this is way before click funnels in the whole world of of funnels. Um, but I, I I learned that just through online online stuff and. Um, like I said, from the very first video, we started building that email list, we started getting views and and sales, sales started coming in. That was the crazy part. I mean, and at that point, I'd already had other products besides how to go overseas. I had a, a 12 week shooting program, um, but it was all digital products at that point. Later down the road, um, I went and started creating physical products as well. I think a lot of athletes, um look to make it to the big stage, right? That's what you, when you play a sport, you see yourself, even as a little kid, you're like, okay, I'm going to be in the, the world cup, world series, whatever it might be. Right <clears throat> now you're having great success with this online platform. You're still playing basketball, correct? At this time. Yeah. Yeah. It, wh what happened first? Was it, I'm done with basketball or playing over here, or I'm having great success over here that I have to give up basketball. I mean, what was that process like? Yeah, it was it was more the second one. I uh, and, it, you know, playing overseas and being in Europe and stuff is great and all, but it is challenging to be away from your family to be. And although I did have my wife with me, um, but, you know, being away from your friends and family, it's, it can be a little isolating at times being, you know, in a foreign country where, um, you know, you're kind of the the, the new guy. Um, so after seven years, uh, I was kind of ready just to kind of hang them up. But at the same time, I was also eager to move back and really focus on what was called baller boot camp, this, this basketball business, um, and, and kind of transition into being a trainer and to being, you know, I wanted to run my own camps, although actually I was running uh, my own camps there, but I just felt like, um, if I could dedicate full time to it, that it would, you know, I could grow it bigger and, um, 
And so, you know, what my wife and I would do, and one of the reasons I felt like I was kind of like behind uh, my competitors is we would come home in the summer. So we'd live in Europe for nine months. We'd come home in the summer. I would record all my YouTube videos, all my new digital products, all my courses in the summer. So we're talking like hundreds of videos. Um, and then I would fly back to Europe. I would have this huge library of, of raw footage and I would edit them and release them once a week over there. So mm. I was a little bit at a, at a disadvantage as the YouTube algorithm would change, right? I couldn't really pivot my video content. It was already all recorded. Um, and, and so I was kind of always felt like, man, I'm, I'm not blowing up. Uh, you know, I was consistent with this 500,000 views a month for so long for years, you know? that it was a little discouraging that I never got that hockey stick um, up into the millions and stuff like that. And I, I think a lot of it was because I wasn't doing it full time. I was, you know, focused on this basketball um, season that I was in and I had these videos that I could upload. And I had this secondary income that was at that point pretty substantial and uh, I wanted to dive in full time. So that was kind of the reason that I hung them up and I was getting old, you know, I was like 28 at that time. Um, I was having all kinds of lower back injuries and, um, it seemed like every season I would had to miss like three weeks with a back injury. So that, that, that never, uh, as good as an athlete playing injured and stuff like that. So now you're back, back in the U S you're doing it full time. When did the idea of video chops come about? Yeah. So it's vid chops, vid chops. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so yeah, so that was basically the idea came to me before I had ever uh, stopped playing basketball and stuff, I had read a book called The Seven Day Startup by Dan Norris. Uh, it's, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and what he did is in seven days, he launched his business called WP Curve, which for a monthly fee would basically give you somebody that you could um, email at any point and they would log in real quick and fix whatever you want on your, on your website or change anything on your website. So it was kind of the his business was kind of the beginning of what's called a productized service. You take a service, any service, even lawn mowing, even washing windows, video editing, graphic design, and you productize it, meaning you create it like a subscription, like a monthly fee, right? So he charged like a hundred dollars a month, and you could have basically like some web support guy that would help you out anytime. He eventually went and and exited that business. They sold that business to GoDaddy. So now GoDaddy purchases them and, and turns them into like a support team, basically for 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 them. Um, and and during that time reading that book, I had this idea. I was like, you know what? I could do this. I could do this for graphic design. I went and bought a domain name. It was called MinuteGraphics.com. All you gotta do is pay a monthly fee uh, subscription, and anytime you want a graphic edited, you can just log in, give us a little information, hit submit, and we'll edit that and get it back to you in a day or two. I never launched that. I, I bought the domain. I built the website. I never launched it. But another person did. Uh, his name is Russ Perry. He launched like a business called Design Pickle and um, with the same model. And I, I watched that business grow from zero to a million a year to two million a year to five million a year. And I was like, you know what? I'm so mad at myself for never taking action on that. I know the pains, pain points that YouTubers have because I'm in this right now. Um, and I want to, I want to do the same thing for video. And, and so right when I moved back, I was, I still had not launched it or anything. I vid chops was not a thing. Um, I was still working on my basketball thing, but at this point, right, I was doing it full time. So I wasn't just recording a bunch of videos, releasing one a week. I was like, I'm pumping out YouTube videos two, three, four times a week. I'm doing all the editing 
and I was like, not seeing the growth that I wanted. And I was like, feeling this pain point from doing all this editing. I was like, dude, someone's got to solve this. I know how to do it. Like it let's, let's do this. I have the idea. Like, let's do, I know, I know graphic design at work. Let's do this for video. And then I, I, that's when I launched VidShops. Now, so this is basically the third online platform you've roughly built. The first one really didn't work out. The second one uh, was, was doing well. Right. And then now the third one, it's more kind of a, um, helping other people get their face out there. What were the things that you were learning as you were growing for the third business? Well, I, I had to learn a lot more about about business in general. Before, I felt like I was a really good digital marketer. I was a really good, uh, you know, social media ads, creating content, that kind of stuff. But with VidChops, it wasn't just me. You know, I, it was at first, um, but I had to learn the business side of of you know managing people that kind of stuff. Um, but I will say when I did launch, you know, I was the only editor. I, you know, built the landing page. I followed the seven day startup method. Um, I launched it. I shared it around in a few Reddits, uh, Reddit forums and boom, I got my first sale. Um, and I was the editor and I'm not like a, I'm a good editor. I definitely will say that, but I'm not like uh, a guy that went to college and went down that digital media path and, and learned all the technical stuff. So I had to learn a lot about editing myself and, and files and file management and stuff um, uh, for these first few clients. And eventually, uh, you know, I got I, we, we grew enough to where I, I think I had maybe 12 clients I was editing for and I was getting ready to burn out on that one, too. I was getting ready to call it quits on that one, too. I was like, wow, I'm making like I can't remember. It was like six grand a month or something like that in you know all all coming into my pocket because i'm doing all the work but i was exhausted i was i had some 12-hour days i was working and stuff um and so at that point i was like okay i need to hire um and we started hiring editors and um you know it was, it was scary that was that was a huge hurdle for me to get over because no one will do no one will do it as good as you that's how i thought you know no one's no one's gonna be able to keep these clients happy um but what I did is before I hired somebody, I created like a whole training process um, and, and that kind of stuff. And, and, and it worked out. Now, let's say we're talking in, in five years from now, where's uh, VidChops going to be? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping just to continue uh, to grow VidChops and continue to serve video creators. Um, anybody that wants to create online video, I want to make it life easier for you. So um, in years from now, I want to have more than just video editing. I want to be able to help you come up with video topics. I want there to be, um, something that'll help you improve the quality of your videos that you record, whether that's consulting for camera advice and, um, you know, audio, setting up your audio and that kind of stuff. But I just want to continue to grow, serve more, more creators and, um, and just help other people like real estate agents, for example. How do I use online video? Like, let's have a platform where you can not only get your videos edited, but we'll teach you guys how to do that as well. You, you've built a lot of uh, courses and systems uh, over your, I mean, your your life, over your career. I mean, if you could give maybe to that young person that's that's looking to, to build a course or maybe to your younger self that was trying to build that first course, any kind of feedback, advice uh, you would give to either of them? Yeah, I would say uh, just I would say niche down with your course, because if you could find just like one specific thing that your courses can be on that that is ultra targeted and to helping the person get results off that course, 
then that's where kind of where you want to be, especially nowadays with um, so much competition in the course world. Um, but yeah, definitely niching down. So like a, a small example in the basketball world would be to like, instead of making a, a 12 week basketball training program, like make a, make a, you know, a, a six week uh, ball handling with your left hand program, right? That would be a little bit different, but so, super niche. Um, I, I see that uh, now, nowadays. And the last piece of advice I would give is that you need to create some, some sort of special framework. Now, this is, this is a more of a marketing thing, but it's also a thing, but like, you know, basketball training, that's kind of a commodity. Like I could go anywhere and hire a basketball trainer. I could go anywhere and find basketball training advice. But if I have a system, a framework that I teach, then only I can teach that. So if, if I have the Augie Johnston shooting technique that I teach, well, then no one else can teach that. And that kind of gives you the upper hand when it comes to selling your courses. So that's another really good piece of advice. I'll finish it off with with this question. Uh, you, you said when you first started uh, your first business, right, putting everything online, that a lot of people around you said, oh, "Why are you doing that? That's not going to work." Do you remember that point in time when you when you're like, "I've made it," and these people like have faith in me now? Or did that come across at all? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, with my parents, they were always kind of like, "Huh," and I, you know, I was always like, "When I'm done, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to have to get a job." And of course, parents always want you to go and, and get a job and stuff. Uh, but I remember one year coming home and, and doing my taxes and my dad was helping me out um, do my taxes. And he was he was impressed. He was like, oh, this is this is real. This is actually real money. And uh, and I was like, yeah, it is. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, just to be able to be like debt free and after all this and uh, and earn an income off it and stuff is it's proof enough that it, it can be done. And if, if you work hard enough, you can do it. And, and um, if anyone's listening, hopefully, you know, anyone's listening right now and they're looking to take their online presence to that next level, what's the best way of them uh, finding VidChops? Yeah, you can check out VidChops.com. And if you are looking to grow an online presence and stuff, I highly recommend creating videos. I mean, even at the worst level, even if you create videos and you don't grow on YouTube or whatever, wherever you're posting them, what you're going to find is that you become an, an authority in the space, even if it's just with your local friends, right? Even if it's just on your Facebook profile, but posting content, even if it's just your Facebook profile, your Facebook friends, you're going to start getting more business. You're going to start getting people reaching out because you're seen as an authority by just delivering value through your videos. Totally agree. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on here. Hopefully everyone listening got some great nuggets. I mean, I know one of the big things I took away, it doesn't matter what you want to do. Google probably has an answer that you could find out and mm -hmm. build this, just putting the pieces together and building whatever your, your dream might be. Uh, thank you, Augie, for being here. And uh, everyone, please subscribe, please share and go get uh, VidChops. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.